Hey there, friends. It's Nick. So it occurs to me this morning that I did a podcast last week where I discussed four of the books I might take away with me to Sarajevo, and then never actually told you which which one I took. Which, as a, I mean, as you you may have guessed if you listened to the episode, it was actually none of them. In fact, I took a book called The Hidden Tools of Comedy by Steve Kaplan. And the reason for this, I mean, I have to be honest, I haven't read much of it yet, right? Because I was too shattered really by the end of most of the days. But I have been reading some of it this morning and it's really interesting. And it's taken me right back 30 plus years to this moment in, in September, late September, 1988. So this was, would have been about a week after I left home for the first time. I left for university and I moved down to Bournemouth where I was studying and I moved into this crappy old guest house with, I think, eight other students. And we were all doing that thing you do when you're that age. You know, we were pretending to be cool. We were pretending to know what we thought about the world. We were kind of pretending to be adults. And it was exciting because we were getting to know each other. And we were, you know, we were all, yeah, it was just an exciting time. And one of the first things we did as a gang, as a group, was we went to the cinema. We walked all together down to the cinema in the, in the town and we watched Good Morning Vietnam with Robin Williams, which was actually released in the UK, I think a bit after it was released in the US in, in September 88. And I remember this so clearly because when we were going up into the, the auditorium, I muscled my way past at least two of the other guys in our gang so that I could sit next to the beautiful and sophisticated Nadia, who I was already, <clears throat> excuse me, I was already falling for at the time, at, you know, after only a few days. Alas, it didn't work out, but there you are, probably better now. Uh, definitely, just in case anyone's listening, definitely, definitely better now. Anyway, the point is, we watched this movie and I, I had certainly never really seen Robin Williams in anything else. I think maybe he was in Popeye when I was a kid, but I never really watched that. Uh, we, we'd never watched Mork and Mindy or any of those other things. So for me, that, that Good Morning Vietnam was the first experience of Williams. And of course, it was a fantastically funny film. It was a fantastically funny film. And it also was incredibly emotional and dramatic film. And it, I had this idea, I remember, remember it quite clearly, that somehow the, the comedian, I was surprised, I think that someone who was so funny was also such a great actor. And of course, this is before, uh, dead poets. It's before, uh, awakenings or any of the other sort of stuff that he did. Um, you know, some of which are great movies, some not so great ones as well, of course. And he has a reputation for being mawkish and sentimental as an actor, but Certainly in Good Morning Vietnam, I, I mean, I, I thought it was a brilliant, brilliant film. And so this, this surprise turned into, it's one of those things that kind of pings your brain, right? Because you start to pay attention to things. And what I began to see is that quite differently from what I expected, which is that the, the comedy is the kind of the, the child sort of version of acting. Actually, comedy is so much harder. This is, this is my view. I mean, I, the other thing that had was happening while I was 
studying, and I was doing media sort of studies, uh, media production degree, is that we were trying to write things and act things, some of which were comic. And I, what I realized was how hard it is, how hard it is to be a comic actor. In many ways, so much harder than being a dramatic actor, which I had done before and I'd done reasonably well, I think. And, and in fact, I ended up being uh, head of the publicity department for the drama society at the university. Anyway, this is all by the by, but when something starts to ping at your conscience, consciousness and you look out for things, you suddenly start to notice so many really talented comic actors become amazingly talented dramatic actors and you know you, you can think of i'm sure you can think of your own but if you know take um steve carell for example if you if you watch beautiful boy which is a film that i didn't enjoy um, there's a film that my wife suggested we watch and i found uncomfortable because partly because of the depth of emotion in that film and the subject matter if you haven't seen it I'd recommend it, I guess, but it's, it's an example of great acting. And of course, Steve Carell has done lots of serious acting roles and does them very well. In, in the UK, you might take Olivia Colman as an example. She was a fantastically gifted comic actress who in everything she's done is also an extraordinarily talented dramatic act actress. And the point I guess is that, that if you are capable of being funny, that is the harder skill, that kind of timing, that kind of, um, yeah, gift. Anyway, this is all by the by in some respects, but one of the things that's been interesting me over the past, or really since I started writing fiction, is whether there's a parallel. Because I, I, I mean, the books that I write, they have the odd gag in them, joke in them, but they're not comic books. And that's partly because it's not my natural, uh, I guess it's not my natural talent, but the reason that I bought, took this book, The Hidden Tools of Comedy, away with me is because, you know, I tend to think that skills can be learned or at least insights can be gleaned. And I've got, I've got this book, I've got another one called Mastering Stand-Up. Now I've got no intention of, of trying stand-up comedy, but there's this same idea. There's this thing pinging in my head that if I can uh, uncover some of the tools and techniques that, that great comedy writers use, that great comedy performers use, they can affect the work that I do. Because in many ways, you know, when we're, you know, if you look at, if you look at something like, I don't know, a classic one that you'll have seen probably is Seinfeld. So Seinfeld is famously a show that's not about anything, but it's also something which we stay glued to because partly because the characters seem as buffoonery as, as they are, they seem real to us. And there's an interesting thing, and this is why I'm finally getting around to share. Very close to the start of this Hidden Tools of Comedy book, Steve Kaplan says something that I think is really useful and profound. And he draws a distinction between dramatic roles, actors, um, performances, and comic roles, actors, and performances, and by extension, writing, I guess. What he says is that at its base, at its heart, comedy is about truth and hope. So when I'm writing the novels, when I'm writing about John Kane, of course, this is a character that makes massive mistakes, but in some, in some sense, he's also a character that I 
aspire to be, right? He's younger than me. He's better looking than me. He's much smarter than I am. And there's a sense of that in many dramatic roles, that there is something about them, that, that those, those characters, those roles that is, that we aspire to. But then with comedy, so, all right, let's take an example. Yesterday, I told you in my bleary way that, that I've been living in Sarajevo for three days and nights, staying in a room with intense heat, ridiculous heat, even though on the desk in my full sight was a remote control for a air conditioning unit. Now you're never going to find a dramatic actor or dramatic role making that kind of stupid mistake. You know, James Bond never trips up, right? We never see him spill his drink. His martini is shaken, not stirred, but it's also it never accidentally tips over. Even though we all know that human beings constantly make stupid mistakes all the time. I mean, you, you know, you may not be as stupid as I am with an air conditioning unit, but I guarantee you've done stuff in the past uh, days or weeks that you, you're very glad that other people don't know about that might be equally stupid in their own way. And what Kaplan is saying in this book, which I think is really powerful is that comedy is about the truth of the human condition. So it's not about the big dramatic arcs or the big motions. It's about it essentially the comedian saying, whether it's about himself or somebody else, he's saying that it's okay that you're dumb, Nick. It's okay that you miss the thing that's right in front of you, because I do that too. Other people do that too. And the fact that they do it too means that you aren't alone. It means that there's hope. And if we think about how this, how this feeds into the kind of stories we're telling when we're writing stories, telling stories that mean business, we are often, very often talking to people who are in a situation in which we've been. We are creating empathy. We are saying to them, it's okay. You're not alone. We've been there too. I've been there too. And there is hope. So I'll update you as I go through this book. I'm going to take it slowly, but it's, it's a really interesting start. And, you know, my hope is just as people who understand the rhythms and what have you of comedy can become great, you know, great dramatic actors, better dramatic actors. That as I dip into some of this, this insight from, um, comedians and comic writers. And by the way, Steve Kaplan, if you haven't heard of him, cause I hadn't heard of him. Um, he runs one of the, the biggest kind of work comedy writing workshops on the planet. He's consulted for Disney and HBO and all kinds of, um, film studios you would have, you would have heard from. My hope is that digging into these insights is something that I can bring back, not only to my work with business storytelling, but also for my own, my own writing, my own fiction. And anyway, we'll see what happens because our stories mean business. Remember that. And if you want to dig deeper into the stuff that I do, search online for stories.business. Bye now.